Hi, I'm Dr. Alicia Armitstead at Healing Arts Podcast. Live well, eat well, be well. I'm a chiropractor who specializes in nutrition for over 14 years in New York City and Connecticut. And I wanted to talk to you today about what to do for healthier lungs. If you suffer from asthma or a chronic cough, if you have trouble breathing or just want stronger, healthier lungs because we are still in the middle of a pandemic, this podcast is for you. I've gotten a lot of questions about the lungs since last publishing my detox podcast because it was surprising to realize that the lungs actually do more detoxing than any other organ at 70%. Because the lungs detox by exhaling carbonic gas and water vapor. Your lungs remove toxins mainly in the form of this carbonic gas or carbon dioxide bound with water is what calls it carbonic acid. And it also detoxes because of phlegm. With other toxic gases that get eliminated through the lungs, chlorine, formaldehyde. Chlorine, we think of bleach as excellent cleaner and we love our Clorox wipes, but we have to be careful because chlorine is toxic. It's a gas. And once you smell it, it goes straight up into your nose, into your brain through the olfactory nerve. Besides detoxing, your lungs are busy. They breathe in and out approximately 11,000 liters of air every day. And unlike the filters on vacuum cleaners, you don't need to replace them on a regular basis. We need to keep our lungs healthy. And it wasn't until COVID hit that I thought about lungs actually being something you can exercise. But it's true. With breathing exercises, you can make the lungs stronger and more able to not only fight COVID, but also handle toxins and get more oxygen per breath, which is really important. With more oxygen in your body, the body works better staying healthy. A great example of harnessing the power of breathing exercises is a man called Wim Hof. He is known as the Iceman because he's broken a number of records related to cold exposure by doing deep breathing. His feats include climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in shorts, running half a marathon above the Arctic Circle on his bare feet, and standing in a container while covered with ice cubes for more than 112 minutes. Patients who have used his method say that it helps them with stress, and it's even helped one of my patients heal his eczema. He has great YouTube videos if you want to learn more about his breathing techniques. Make sure when you do lung exercises, you breathe first by pushing out your stomach, filling the bottom of the lungs first, and then the chest. Don't breathe from the chest. Don't pick up the chest first when breathing because then you aren't using the diaphragm to breathe. For the diaphragm is the only breathing muscle in the body. If you don't use the diaphragm, then you're using your trap and other shoulder muscles to pick up the rib cage. And that is why many of us have knots and tension in our shoulders and neck. But if you breathe using the diaphragm, it allows the lungs to expand automatically. You see, the diaphragm is a muscle that sits at the bottom of the rib cage over the stomach. And when looking at the body, it's almost like an upside down U shape that when inhaling, it actually flattens, enlarging, 
and the rib cage just automatically expands, allowing the lungs to open up. When the diaphragm moves like this, it applies pressure on the stomach, and it's almost like a good pressure, like a massage for the stomach, which is actually good for digestion. The deeper the breath, the more oxygen can come in per breath. The amount of oxygen that we inhale through our breathing influences the amount of energy that is released into our cells. On a molecular level, the progresses of all sorts of chemical and physiological processes are enhanced with more oxygen. Breathing is controlled by the autonomic nervous system. That's the part of the nervous system we don't actually have control over. Things in our body that we don't think about, like our heartbeat and being able to digest our food. There's two parts of the autonomic nervous system. One part is called the sympathetic, and the other part is called parasympathetic. These two parts control different things in the body. Parasympathetic controls the breathing, digestion, sleep, and libido. This is the part of our nervous system that makes us feel relaxed. And that is why breathing is so good to do during stressful times. It helps get us out of the fight or flight mode, which is the sympathetic mode, and turns on the parasympathetic. When I'm having a difficult time, I watch how taking a deep breath instantly takes tension out of my body and creates space in my body. It also creates space in my thoughts. When my thoughts get racing, when you get stressed out, you create space by breathing. And it's almost like with the stressful thoughts, taking deep breaths during that intense moment, it's like hitting the pause button on the intensity. Try it next time. It's almost like you have to have the discipline to stop yourself to do the breathing. But then once you do the breathing, it's amazing how instantaneous it works. Breathing really is the easiest part of the autonomic nervous system to control and navigate. In fact, the way you breathe strongly affects all the chemical and physiological activities going on in your body. It's amazing what you can do when you control your breath. And I'm not just talking about how long you can swim underwater, but Wim Hof has actually developed the special breathing techniques that keeps your body in optimal condition for him to do all those sorts of crazy feats in extreme conditions. And so it can definitely help your body as well. And the goal of the breathing technique is first and foremost, just being able to inhale deeply and exhale without force. It's just automatic exhale. With his controlled breathing and heightened oxygen levels, that's how he's able to do everything that he does. And I just look at it as able to increase energy, reduce stress levels, and boost up the immune system. Besides breathing exercises, what else can you do to help your lungs? And actually, it's all about the quality of air that one breathes. And we're in New York City, so we have to be careful because the air quality isn't that good. And so one of the best things to do is to buy an air filter with a HELPA filter. 
at least put it in your bedroom so that way when you sleep at night, your air quality is good. But I've had some of my patients buy more than one HEPA filter for their apartments. You can also add a Himalayan salt lamp to your bedside. It is full of negative ions that help reduce indoor air pollution and allergens. It also improves mood and sleep and reduces stress. It's weird. How can negative ions do all of that? Well, back to Science 101. An ion is an atom or molecule in which the total number of electrons is not equal to the total number of protons giving the atom a net positive or negative electrical charge. Our bodies are full of positive ions from all the chemical reactions that occur. Positive ions also come from electronic devices like our TVs and our computers and our phones, our microwaves, even vacuum cleaners, and they can often exasperate problems like allergies and stress and sleep. Negative ions actually neutralize all the positive ions that we have in our body. Literally, they bond together. And this helps take stress off of the body, and it also helps clean the air. Negative ions occur more often in nature, and they're often created by things like lightning storms, sunlight, waterfalls, and ocean waves. I mean, it's one reason why people often report feeling great and refreshed after being at the beach. Having the negative ions in the air that you breathe cleans the air, but as you breathe it in, the positive ions in your body and the negative ions that you just inhaled come together to create an atom without a charge when they bond together, and this is how there's less stress on the body. Otherwise, having an ion, which is having a charge, is known as a free radical and causes oxidative stress in the body. That's why eating and drinking antioxidants is healthy for your body. When I think of foods highest in antioxidants, I think of cranberries, blueberries, and blackberries in the fruit category, beans, artichokes, and russet potatoes when I think of vegetables, and pecans, walnuts, and hazelnuts rank highest in the nut category. And now that you know how a Himalayan salt lamp works, if you have the opportunity, definitely try spending time in a salt room. I have been to a few and the aesthetics are pleasing. When you walk in, it's calming, it's glowing pink from the salt bricks on the wall and grains of salt on the floor. But the real therapeutic benefit comes from a special air filter that keeps salt in the air. So you breathe in a lot, but it doesn't taste salty like sometimes the beach does. I recommend staying in a salt room for at least 30 minutes and drinking a lot of water afterwards to help detox. I find going to a salt room as relaxing as a massage. Afterwards, I feel I detoxed and the next day I have more energy. People also report spending time in salt rooms. They have an easier ability to breathe. It helps their chronic coughs, and they do have less anxiety. What you might not know about me is that I decided to do alternative medicine with the technique nutrition response testing because I went to a chiropractor who did nutrition response testing because I had asthma. 
I was 16 and I had asthma for four years and I hated it. It was affecting my daily life. I was in and out of emergency rooms for nebulizer treatments and they would give me pregnisone. Actually, the pregnisone made me emotionally unstable. I still remember to this day laughing and crying in the same moment. I literally didn't know who I was on the steroids. But this chemical sensitivity actually is what made me try alternative medicine. And I went to Dr. Freddie Ulin in upstate New York, and he actually developed the nutrition response testing technique. I fell in love with the method right away, even before I started seeing results. It was like a breath of fresh air, pun intended, since we're doing the breathing podcast. It was a breath of fresh air to get muscle tested and ask my body what was going on. And at 16, I was thrilled actually to cut out sugar and cut out dairy for my diet because it instantly made me feel better. And I felt empowered because I finally could do something to help my body. And with these changes, actually have control over my health. And ever since doing his program, I've never had to use my inhaler since. And I decided to dedicate my life to giving people the joy of health in the same way that I received it. Even though my asthma is gone, I can still be sensitive to dust. Storage places definitely get to me, so I have to be careful not to spend too much time in my garage. And believe it or not, I'm sensitive to trees too. I mean, no wonder I moved to New York City. So at my mom's lake house in the Adirondacks, I do have trouble breathing there. Instead of bringing an air filter when I visit, I actually have an ozone machine. And putting ozone, which is O3 into the air, helps me so much with my tree allergy that breathing when I'm in the Adirondacks at her lake house is fine. And I know that breathing in ozone is very controversial, but I wanted to take the time today to share with you that it's really helped me. But I do think that you do have to be careful because breathing in too much can overwhelm your body and it can cause dizziness and lightheadedness and it can irritate the lungs causing coughing. And I mean, reports also talk about inhaling ozone causes lung damage, but I think you would have to really take in a lot of ozone in order for that to happen. At the same time, ozone therapy has been used in alternative medicine for years. It's been helpful to treat arthritis, uh, fighting viruses, HIV, SARS. I'm sure it would actually be good for COVID too. But ozone has also been researched and it helps with disinfecting wounds, boosts the immune system, and has helped in treating cancer as well. When talking about the lungs and breathing, I should mention that if anyone has nose issues, like dry nose, getting bloody noses, sneezes, or even an itchy nose, a good remedy is sesame seed oil. And I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but you have to trust me on this one. Just like you lotion your skin, you may want to lotion the inside of your nose by putting a dab of sesame seed oil, non-toasted, on your pinky finger and then just sticking your finger up there and rubbing it in. 
And I know it sounds weird, but it works like magic. And I actually learned the trick through Ayurvedic medicine. Another thing you can do for dryness is to use a humidifier. One is enough to put in the bedroom. So while you're sleeping, you can make sure that you have enough moisture in the air so your skin, lungs, nose don't dry out. Make sure you fill it with drinking water, not your tap water. If it's not good enough for you to drink, it's not good enough for you to inhale. Every time you fill the humidifier with water, make sure that you clean it out well because if the water sits there and doesn't get replaced, mold can grow. For an even better boost with a humidifier, add essential oils to the water. Menthol essential oils are great for opening up the airways, and eucalyptus is probably the strongest. Eucalyptus essential oil is best for breathing difficulties because it helps promote clear airways and allows deep breathing by opening up the lungs and clearing up congestion brought to you if you have a cold or the cough or wheezing or even pneumonia. And thyme actually is a great essential oil. It's used if you have trouble breathing when you're sick as well. And it's almost because it's warming and allows you to support the lungs, especially when it's cold outside. I also put thyme in my homemade vapor rub. You know Vicks Vapor Rub as a popular remedy for colds and clogged sinuses and congestion, which all leads to breathing difficulties. You can make your own Vapor Rub in a roll-on bottle for easy application. It's more of a liquid than a paste because it doesn't have the petroleum jelly or the synthetic additives found in Vicks Vapor Rub. I'll leave the recipe in the episode description for your reference, but this is what it is. 10 drops of lemon essential oil, 10 drops of eucalyptus, 10 drops of rosemary, 5 drops of thyme, and then a 10 milliliter roll-on bottle, and fractionated coconut oil to dilute it. And you put all the drops in the roll-on bottle, you shake well, and You're able to roll it on your chest, your shoulders, your neck, your back. And if you don't feel like making your own, but you want something natural, we have a natural vapor rub you can purchase at the office. I add rosemary oil to the vapor rub because it relieves respiratory disorders. It helps really get the phlegm out and clear up the sinuses and nasal congestion as well as the lungs. And rosemary oil is one of the ingredients in Vicks Vapor Rub. Now, ginger is a warming essential oil, and it's good for respiratory issues, especially, again, if it's cold outside. And I love ginger because it really boosts the immune system and fights inflammation. It can be mixed in with a carrier oil, and it can be rubbed on the feet, chest, and the back to warm up the body and relieve pain as well as help respiratory issues. And actually, now that I think of ginger, if you have a cough that you can't get rid of, take actual ginger root and grate it as much as you want in hot water with any herbal tea with lemon and honey, or maybe just skip the tea and do the ginger, lemon, and honey and you have yourself a great medicinal drink for the lungs, and it will help with any cough. 
the lemon will break up mucus and honey is soothing. If you're actually sick, you want to do manuka honey. Manuka honey is the most nutritious of all the honeys. I've never been able to find it raw, but it is worth the hype and the price. It is only made in New Zealand and Australia from European honeybees forging on manuka tree. To be labeled New Zealand manuka honey, at least 70% of the pollen content needs to come from the manuka tree. In 2004, Britain's National Health Service licensed the use of medical-grade manuka honey as a wound dressing, and in recent tests conducted in Sydney, manuka honey killed every type of bacteria, including antibiotic-resistant superbugs. Every single bacteria. For some reason, this antibacterial property is stable, and it doesn't lose its potency when exposed to dilution, heat, or light, as in other processed honeys. So I always have a jar of it in my house that I take when I feel like I'm starting to come down with something. Manuka honey comes with numbers on the label, plus 5, plus 10, plus 15. The higher the number, the more enzymes are in the honey, and so the more medicinal the honey is, but also the more expensive. So I always buy the highest number, but then I use it only when I'm feeling my throat or lungs need it. And when I just want something sweet, then I'll use raw honey. Also made from bees is bee pollen, and it is so full of nutrition, it is labeled as a superfood. It's about 40% protein, and since about half of that is in the form of free amino acid, it is ready to be used directly in the body and can contribute significantly to one's protein needs. It interestingly cannot be synthesized in a laboratory. When researchers were trying to do it, they fed bees man-made pollen. The bees actually died, even though all the known nutrients were present in the lab synthetic pollen. It is important to recognize that one teaspoon of pollen takes one bee working eight hours a day for a month to gather. Pollen is known to improve endurance and vitality. It also helps in boosting up the immune system, reducing cravings and addictions. It regulates bowel movements. It helps build new blood and boost the immune system. It is thought to protect against radiation and have anti-cancer qualities. Pollen is rich in proteins, free amino acids, and vitamins, including folic acid and vitamin Bs. It's a complete food, if you ask researchers, and it's actually one of the richest sources of vitamins found in nature. Researchers still continue to see how many nutrients are actually in the bee pollen. So far, they have over 5,000 enzymes and coenzymes and they're still looking for more. Lastly, if you have a cough, staying hydrated is vital. Research indicates that drinking liquids actually at room temperature can alleviate a cough, but also a runny nose and sneezing. So not only is it good for the lungs, but also the sinuses. Well, now you've learned a lot about the lungs, how helpful breathing exercises are, how to make your own vapor rub for better lung health, 
So stay strong, stay healthy.